Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. We think your music should play nonstop. Ironically, we're stopping it to tell you that Southwest has the most nonstop flights in California. We also think changing your travel plans should be as easy as changing songs. That's why we don't charge you change or cancel fees. When you're ready to go, go with heart. But now at Southwest.com. Based on total number of DOT published nonstop flights to and from California from the period from 2-1-2023 to 8 2023 compared to all other airlines as of 1-20-2023. No change fees, but fair difference may apply. Failure to cancel a reservation at least 10 minutes prior to scheduled departure may result in forfeited travel funds. Is it really? Do we have substitutes today? No. This is the uh, 18. criminal justice system into the direction of the 21st century. His special directives that he's enacted has given criminals kind of a get-out-of-jail-free card. We need to use science and data in order to address public safety by violent crime. Uh, his data and science is completely flawed. Nobody's safe in Los Angeles because of, of District Attorney Gaston. You will see that not only have I enhanced public safety. Don't get that name on my face. That's a chap right there. I am absolutely outraged at the lies that this Mr. Gascon is spewing. He has no business implementing laws of his own personal choice, which we voted against. We've done so in a way that is much more both physically and socially responsible. Not only is he breaking the law, but he is not doing what he is supposed to do as a district attorney, and that is protect his victim. He is in the wrong office. He should have been a public defender. He's voted in. He can be voted out. Celebrating us going home on this Gaskin direct. Crime is at a historic low in this nation, it's a historic lows in the state. That's a bunch of baloney to me. And now, for an update on the recall of L.A. County District Attorney George Gascon, here's John and Ken. It's recalldagegeorgegascon.com. They got a month to go. I believe it is July 6th. They have to turn in all the signatures. We told you last week they have eclipsed 500,000 signatures collected. 
Even if all of those are good signatures, that's still not enough. They need to get to about 568,000, but they need obviously more than that because no one are registrars. A few will be tossed out. This time it'll be the L.A. County Registrar of Voters. But John just gave you the website. Recall DA George Gascon. Com, and we got another story for the pile. This may be the biggest pile of stories we have amassed about one single political official in all the years we've done the show. And he's only been DA, what, a year and a half? Yeah, since December of 2020. I, all right, well, let's go through it. Um, this involves a woman by the name of Rachel. <clears throat> she did not want to give her full name. And this is the story of a teen Uh, Apparently a 17-year-old who pled guilty to two felony charges of assault by means of force likely to produce great bodily injury, one felony count of hit and run. What he did was he tried to run down a mother and her eight-month-old son. And this was the way that she described it. She apparently said uh, they were walking along. A car approached me and my child. I stopped walking and moved the stroller and myself up against a building on the right side of the road to ensure that we gave the reckless driver plenty of room to pass. As the car got dangerously close to us, this teen turned the wheels in our direction and accelerated as he aimed to kill us. That was her statement. Now, I mistook the driver was 16 at the time. I said 17. He was 16. That's uh, attempted murder, isn't it? Sure sounds that way. That's attempted murder in a normal world. In Gascon's world, it's this uh, wordy assault by means of force likely to produce great bodily injury. What the hell? She said, I thought that these were the last moments of our lives, that we were dead. The feeling, along with the memory of a car accelerating directly into us, will haunt me forever. That was part of her victim's impact statement. As I said, she only wants to go by the name Rachel. This teen was already on probation. I'm not really sure for what, but when he committed this crime, he was already on probation. So the reason it comes back around to Gascon is that they decided, and the probation department recommended, that he get five to seven months in a youth camp, which some describe as summer camp-like. And and Rachel says she was told his record would be wiped clean when he turns 18. This may be demented evil that's out there. Trying to run down a mother and a baby? And you're going to say, oh, yeah, just a few months in a youth camp and you'll be fine. See, see, that's that's what I'm saying. He already was in trouble. He already had charges against him. So what was the magic program? Apparently he got worse. Now he's using his car as a weapon to try to murder a mother and a baby. And let's go back. Remember, at arraignment, he was... He did have two felony counts of assault by means of force likely to produce great bodily injury. Felony counts. One felony count of hit and run. So in case you missed it, he drove off after he... uh, But fortunately, he only clipped them. They were mostly uninjured. But it looked like he was trying to kill them. Maybe he realized, oh, I might crash into the building and that could be difficult to get out of. I don't know. Who knows what a wacky... It's attempted murder and he should have been put away for a long, long time. Because he's sick. He's crazy. So here's the second half of this, which is worse and bizarre. Well, it's not worse than trying to kill somebody. Apparently, when they initially put out the story on this, the L.A. County DA's office tried to say the sheriff's department agreed with the felony charges that were filed. Now, 
you and I, who have been doing this show a while, and we were just talking last hour about Sheriff Villanueva, know that couldn't be true. And Villanueva went on Twitter and said, we were never consulted. We were not even the investigating agency. So Saturday morning, Saturday morning, of course, Gascon's office puts out a correction. Need to correct our statement from yesterday. The L.A. Sheriff's Department was not involved in the decision on the felony charge. They were not the investigating agency in that case. Thanks. So they tried to hide behind the sheriff's department and they, when they initially yeah. probably heard some uh, heat about this. Right. And, and you know, they know uh, Villanueva is up for re-election on, on Tuesday in the primary. And so they wanted to throw some mud on him because... Oh, yeah, you're right. Probably you know, they were. Villanueva is Gascon's enemy. Villanueva is constantly telling the public what Gascon is doing. Facebook and Twitter, the sheriff's department said... Sheriff's investigators would never be okay with the lightweight sentencing in this hit-and-run case. Stop empowering and encouraging criminal behavior. Hold them accountable. Hashtag victims matter. Yeah. Well, uh, honestly, yeah, you're right. They tried to hide behind the sheriff's department to they say, lied. well, if you think this, if the woman thinks this is a light sentence, the sheriff's department agreed. Gascon is on the verge of getting recalled. We're getting close to the number of signatures. He's going to see Chesa Bodine go down in San Francisco tomorrow. After that, there'll be a lot of momentum to collect the rest of the signatures and get rid of him this coming November. Right. And 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 he's got no way out. And so he's they're going to they're going to do more weird, desperate things. This time they got caught making a very stupid, stupid, dangerous decision. And they decided, well, we got caught. Let's throw mud at Villanueva. Let's blame him. I'm guessing how this went was when this came out, Rachel started raising hell with the media. So someone in the prosecutor's office said, let's just say the sheriff's department agreed with this and then had to walk it back on Saturday when they got called out for that by the sheriff's department. This is the kind of story that would not get much news coverage because you did actually have a casualty. And so we wouldn't notice that, that he only got five to seven months in some fake camp. It's that Gascon exactly. botched the announcement by blaming Villanueva. Suddenly, it became a news story. But they do this stuff all day, every day. Yeah, that's how they operate. They, 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 they let violent, evil people get away with all kinds of awful crimes, dangerous crimes. All right. When we come back, the Times did a bit of a sob story on the man John just mentioned. Tomorrow's big vote in San Francisco is whether or not to recall the district attorney, which is just a clone of George Gascon. Gascon had that job before this guy, Chesa Bowden. The polls say he's going to go. The Times sob story is, oh, this is going to this is going to be a big setback for national justice reform movement. Good. We'll talk about it coming up. Can't wait. John and Ken, KFI. I don't forget the hour of candidates is ahead at 5.05. I call it an hour. We do it until we're either tired of it or there's no more candidates left calling in. But <laughs> it generally makes it through the hour, as I recall. I, yes. Because there's sort of a phone tree that well, starts you know, people you telling get, people. You get a lot of unusual characters. Now, you know what? The audience is better trained. Because years ago, I would never get an email that I did several times last week. When is your hour of candidates? I want to come on and mm -hmm. tell people to vote for me. So people are getting more into that. So it'll come at 5.05. The rule is you get 30 seconds uh, after we start you off. We find out who you are, what you're running for, your website. Well, it's, and that's it, important, by the way. If you have any kind of web or social media so people can find out more about you, throw that out there. And then you get 30 seconds and then you're kicked off the stage for the next person. 
Tomorrow, uh, there'll be some attention paid to San Francisco for the second time in not too long. The voters there are going to get a chance to throw out some ultra progressives that they're tired of. It was the school board not that long ago. I forget when that election was, but they recalled several school board members. This time, it's bigger. It's the district attorney. This is actually George Gascon's uh, successor when Gascon left and eventually made his way down here to destroy our criminal justice system in L.A. County. Uh, Chesa Bowden became the candidate and the winner. He was elected in 2019, as the Times puts it, as part of a movement to elect district attorneys who seek to reimagine public safety and the role of a prosecutor. As only the Times could do, they assigned three reporters, Laura J. Nelson, James Queeley, and Hannah Wiley, to a story which basically says, oh my God, if Chessa is recalled from office, what does this do to the national movement to reimagine public safety <laughs> and redefine the role of a prosecutor? Maybe they'll get rid of those words, reimagine and redefine, and go yeah, back to, because to catching bad guys and putting them in prison. Not prosecuting people is not reimagining anything. No. It's lawlessness. It, it, it's it, the work of a public defender, which, we, by the way, is what he was. We tried it their way. It, he it was, was a public defender. Yeah. It, it, it was a massive... And now Gascon has recruited public defenders to be deputy DAs in his office in key positions. This is madness. These people think from opposite land. They don't like jails, prisons. But they don't like punishment for most crimes they of don't, any kind. And they don't care if you get murdered. They really don't. They, oh they, they have a weird emotional attachment to bad people who hurt you and your family. So you... Or your wife, husband, your kids, you get murdered? Gascon, Bodine, they don't care. And it happens. They've let guys out who've gone on to murder. Now, of course, the way the Times paints this, well, people are more upset about homelessness, drug addiction, some property crime. They're just taking it out on the DA. That's how they kind of frame the story. Uh, you know what? The public knows better. They're trying to say that that some uh, crime, like shoplifting of all things, is down. Property crimes are down. They're not down. They're not reported anymore. And the average person knows this because he got robbed and didn't report the crime. Or his neighbors got robbed. Or he knows the Walgreens down the block got robbed and nobody bothered to report it. So they know that the phony statistics that Bodine and Gascon and the idiots at the Times and the San Francisco Chronicle wave in the air. They know it's bogus. It's fake. It's nonsense. In the real world, there's never been so much mayhem going on in the forms of burglary, car theft shoplifting, just just, just general robberies. Uh, if you're not familiar with Chesa Bodine, this may sound familiar. He's refused to seek the death penalty or try juveniles as adults, significantly reduced the use of sentencing enhancements, and sought to push people accused of low-level crimes fueled by drug addiction into treatment instead of a jail cell. Well, that doesn't work, and it hasn't worked. In fact, we had that story from San Francisco where they tried this program, uh, some of its safe injection site stuff. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants treatment. They're all turning it down. What yeah. was that low percentage they got to go into treatment when we talked to that oh, woman? It, it, was, it, was, it was like 17 people out of thousands. Thousands. Yeah. They said, sure, I'll take some treatment. The, the worst. Oh, no, if you're going to give me a place where I can inject drugs and there's a guy standing by in case I OD, hey, come on. Life is fine. 
The worst, Why would I mess with that? The worst section of San Francisco is the Tenderloin District. And they talked to the director of a housing clinic named Randy Shaw. And he said if crime is declining, it's because people have stopped reporting it. Because the Tenderloin has become an open-air drug supermarket. And the district attorney doesn't seem to care. Now, can you imagine how left-wing you have to be to run a housing clinic in the Tenderloin District? Do you imagine how open-minded and compassionate you are if that's your life's work? And he's disgusted by it. He saw an interview Bodine gave to the Washington Post, which he said that Tenderloin residents aren't particularly upset that there are drug sales happening. Gee, why do you think Bodine is getting recalled? Do you know any neighborhood that would be not upset with an open-air drug supermarket down the block? And what do you know? Another Rhodes Scholar. Garcetti, right? Bodine is a Yale-educated Rhodes Scholar who, I didn't know this, worked as a translator for the Venezuelan socialist president Hugo Chavez. Did you know that? I did not know that. I did not know that, and Chavez has destroyed Venezuela. Oh, my God. So this is where, this is where he's coming from. And, of course, you probably know all about his parents. They were with the Weather Underground, the radical left-wing group, and they were sent to prison because they were involved in a robbery that killed uh, three people, including two police officers. Yeah, two police officers and a security guard who left uh, nine children without a father between the three of them. Why? That's, would... that's the kind of family. That's the genetic yeah, he, line he, he comes from. He never should have been elected. He never should have been he allowed anywhere. He should not anywhere. be in charge of right criminal justice. No, he should not be a DA. He, suffered... he can continue being a public defender. He That's suffered... fine. Go back to that. He suffered too much trauma. He's too weird. And his ideas don't work. And I'm, you know what? I'm glad we had these uh, two or three years to see that. They don't work. Stupid. Stop reimagining. Just do, one what, of the, uh, do what always worked. One of the recall workers said, I wouldn't put all of this, and this is the recall worker, but listen to this full quote. I wouldn't put all of this on Chess's shoulders. This is Brooke, Jen Brooke Jenkins, a former prosecutor in Bodine's office. But citizens expect that their DA is going to try to serve as a deterrent to these criminals. He has never shown an interest in doing that, not verbally and not in his actions. So I think that sums it up. And they do mention the case. We talked about it on the air. 2020, New Year's Eve, a hit and run killed two women. The defendant, the guy by the name of Troy McAllister, was on parole for robbery and had been arrested several times in the months before he ran the women down. Bodine said he didn't charge McAllister in the earlier cases, instead referring them to parole officers because he believed that would more likely protect the public and break the cycle of recidivism. Did that work? The answer is no. No, he, he was killed wrong. two women. He was wrong because you let a guy go free after he committed several serious crimes. He's going to commit more crimes. He's, 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 he's out of control. He's violent. He gives into weird impulses. He ends up killing people. So Boudin, it was, it was the, it, this is the worst policy that uh, a district attorney could possibly have. No punishment for serious criminals. That is insane and ridiculous, and it causes a lot of misery and death. And no, seven percent of the registered voters in San Francisco are Republicans. So if he gets thrown out, it'll be by his own kind. Oh yeah, and they they, they keep trying to blame Republicans or Trump for all this stuff <laughs> for every recall like, for it, every election. Seven percent. I mean, stop it. All right, <laughs> a bunch of idiots. All right, we got more coming up. Just admit you're wrong, John and Ken. KFI everywhere. Uh, we have uh, Steve Gregory. 
Coming on after 4 o'clock, he did one of his ride-alongs today, the L.A. County Sheriff's Department and uh, the new program to uh, up security on the metro system. So we'll get his full report at 4.05. He spent most of today doing that. You've been hearing his reports on KFI News, but we'll have a chance to talk to him in depth in about 30 minutes. And another reminder that the Hour of Candidates kicks off at 5.05. If you're running for anything, you get 30 seconds on the powerful, mighty what did you used to say? Throbbing KFI? Uh, yes. The big, okay. yeah. Occasionally KFI throbs. Yes. It does. It pulses. It, it pulse, yes. It pulses. It throbs. <laughs> vibrates. Uh-huh. Mm. Okay. Uh, we're going to send you down that road. Uh, the number is 1-800-520-1534 at 505. Not before will be your chance. We have an update now on the school shooting in Uvalde, Texas, which... Tomorrow will be two weeks since the horror happened and 19 children and two teachers were killed. There were several developments over the weekend. One is a real, you've got to be kidding me. Remember, the person that a lot of attention is being focused on is the police chief of the school district. His name is Pedro, call him Pete, Arredondo. He was the man on scene that made the decision, let's not rush here into the classroom and confront the shooter. Let's wait until we get a key and we get a tactical team here, which took 75 minutes, 75 minutes. But the development that occurred during the week was, well, there were 911 calls coming inside the classroom, children asking to be saved. Well, here's the bombshell. Uh, The police chief apparently didn't have a radio and heard nothing about these communications. Nobody remember t- that audio we played that you could mm. hear the police dispatcher saying we're getting calls from children yeah. who were uh, yeah it really happened that, that was a true story and uh, no, no he didn't have a radio I don't know what kind of police chief runs around without a radio how do you get uh, the information on what's going on if you don't have a police radio and, telling you what the reports are and nobody ran to tell him do you know they had a hundred and forty different officers eventually that 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 showed up. In 75 minutes, I do believe it. Yeah. yeah. 140. Not one, Not only not one of them went into the classroom, not one of them apparently had the word or carried the word to Arredondo. I, I, how could you? I don't know. I don't bag or pick on police in general, but this is unbelievable. It I, almost makes what happened in Florida seem better because there... Uh, the school police guy, he was like a security, he was a cop, but he was assigned. He, he, was, he just didn't go into the building. He was by himself. He was scared. I mean, that was still kind of chicken, but they had a bunch of cops there within, I don't know how long, but certainly within a right. period of time now, to stop the carnage. Now, now this guy, his, his Uvalde uh, school police department only had six officers in the whole department. He only had a few schools. And, of course, most days, nothing happens. So they didn't spend a lot of money on the police force. But he was the commanding officer because it was his jurisdiction, more so than the local town police department or the county or the Border Patrol or anybody else. They had many agencies eventually show up there, state agency. Including Border Patrol came. That's who had the tactical unit. You had federal, state, county, city. But this guy, Arredondo, and his six-member unit, and that's the whole force, they were in charge. And he ran up there without a radio, without any lines of communication, and it never penetrated his thick, bony skull that there were children bleeding out, bleeding to death, while he was standing outside, thumpering around, looking for a key. I don't know what kind of stupid that is. 
But, you know, when you're running a six-person department in the middle of godforsaken Texas, you know, Bill Bratton is going to apply for that job. But they practice shooting drills. What did they practice? Well, stand down and wait for a key? I just want to know that. Now, there's a guy who talked to NBC News by the name of Cody Brasino. Cody Brasino is a worker at the funeral home, funeral home that's across the street from the school. He says he was one of the first people to encounter the gunman that day. He rushed to help after the shooter's pickup truck crashed outside the school. But then he saw the 18-year-old, this Ramos guy, with an evil look holding a rifle. So he said that he was prepared to charge the shooter after his wife brought him the gun, his gun. But arriving officers said, back away. <clears throat> One cop said to him, and this is a quote from Bersino, hey, what are you doing? He said, I'm going towards the school. I want to help. Cop said, I'm, uh, you stay right there and shut, uh, shut up. Yep, he said to back off and shut up. Because I told them, he's already in the school. You got to do something. Kids in there are going to get shot. Didn't seem to matter. So they were all wedded to the chain of command to protecting their turf and authority. None of them, none of them were affected by the idea that the children were bleeding out from their gunshot wounds. I'm trying to figure out how their brains overrode that. Just one of the most horrifying images in the world is a room full of 19 children shot to death or bleeding to death. And none of these men, I think they were mostly men, from all these agencies, none of them said, let's go in there. There are probably some people still alive but dying. I, this was a missing piece of the story we didn't know. I had heard that he shot at some funeral home workers. Brasino was one of them because he came running out after the crash. He saw the gunman crawling out of the... A broken up car, the truck, and he saw him eventually holding a rifle and he ran. He tripped over a curb. He came back and he heard shots and then he saw the gunman reload the weapon, which was an AR-15. And he eventually ran inside the funeral home, but he said he, then he eventually got his own gun. But the cops who had arrived on the scene by then told them, stand back. Don't do anything. And he says he keeps it's bothering him. He keeps playing this over and over in his head because this funeral home is being used to bury some of the dead. I don't know. I, he says he's buried five children who died that day. I, oh, including a cousin of his, of his, own, his own cousin. There's got to be a lot of regret among the individual police officers. You would think. I hope so. That, that n n nobody felt strong enough to go on, on their own. What would the other cops have done? Would they have they've shot a, a rogue cop who ran in there on his own? I can see if there's only two or three of you. What'd you say? There's six in the police department. Six in the local maybe department. a few more than that. This guy's got quite the automatic weapon and plenty of uh, bullets. But by the time you have 10, 15 guys there, right? I, I'm just and eventually, out numbers, but but eventually they had one hundred and forty. Yes, seventy-five minutes before they went in. I. I'm surprised that they didn't kill everybody. That It is the single most baffling police response I've ever seen in my life. And now... And uh, I don't see how they're going to explain this. I don't think there is an explanation other than mass stupidity. I, 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 well, there's, there's, nothing, there's nothing to explain this rationally. 
All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI. Well, there's a couple of updates on stories, uh, one from Friday and one from a couple of weeks ago, which is the Buffalo grocery store shooting, the white supremacist nut that killed 10 people at a supermarket in Buffalo. One of the things we learned in the aftermath of that didn't involve the police, but it did involve a 911 dispatcher who hung up on someone that called in the shooting from the store. It was a employee at the top supermarket who called 911 to report the shooting in progress. Almost like this came out of a comedy skit, although there's nothing funny about it. The 911 dispatcher yelled at the supermarket employee, why are you whispering? Why are you whispering? Well, the response was, uh, I'm st- he's still in the store and he's shooting and I'm here and I'm scared for my life and I don't want him to hear me. Okay, Can think- you please send help? <laughs> she got mad and hung up on her. Okay, think about... I'm tired of this. You're whispering too much. Click. All right. Think about the kind of emotionally disturbed person was working at 911. That that would what be kind of training is that? Maybe the training didn't take. Maybe you've got. Wouldn't somebody. you think during nine one one dispatch training they would say some people might be talking very low tone because there's a criminal a few feet away mm-hmm. that might kill them? Yeah. Be be ready for that. Right. But if she's got an erratic personality, she reacts with her weird impulse. You know, she's easily aggravated. She's easily easily set off. Well, that's re- not a person that has the right no. mental disposition right. for a job. Well, right. Nine one one operators have to be patient. Well, that's what I think about all the time. When, when I hear about these ideas for new programs and new counseling and, and, and uh, new intervention, it's like, well, who are the people you're going to hire? I mean, you know, last week we had video of homeless outreach workers throwing food into dumpsters because they didn't feel like giving it to the homeless people in their tents. Now, what kind of person does that? They weren't trained to throw it in the dumpster, but they did it because they felt lazy. And now you hear this person who's just uh, got a, you know, just unbalanced. Well, they fired her, but she's a member of the Civil Service Employees Association, a union for public employees in New York. So it probably wasn't easy. No. But they did manage to let her go. I don't think it would have been good publicity for the union to defend this person from being fired for hanging up (laughs) on a caller during a mass shooting. And and look at the 911 in Uvalde. The kids are calling in, and the people at 911 have no way to get the message to the police chief and all the police that are that are at the school. You know, and this is a pretty simple program. 911 is extraordinarily basic for government. Again, so when I hear people say, well, you know, we'll set up this agency and this bureaucracy and this program and we'll do the, the retreatment and the rehab and this, it's like, who's going to do this? Don't you think they all have anyone capable of doing this has a better job than working for the county of L.A.? Now, the breaking news Friday afternoon was that a guy apparently stabbed multiple people inside the Encino Hospital Medical Center. We have since learned his name, his age. His name is quite a tongue twister. 35-year-old Ashkan Armil Soleimani. Armin Soleimani. Ashkan. Well, it's A S H K A N. That's unfortunate. It might just be pronounced Ashkin instead of Ashcan. Right. Uh, Not a good he, name for the playground. They finally got him out of there with a SWAT team. He did surrender. Uh, 
they say in the story that he he had gone to the hospital to seek treatment for injuries suffered in a car crash, although police can't find any evidence that a crash had actually occurred. Two of the people injured in the stabbing have been released from the mm-hmm. hospital. The third is stable, so doesn't look like anybody's going to die from this. Another nut on the loose. And without a gun. And without a gun, yeah. This time he took a knife. Was there anybody calling for uh, knife control? I, I don't know that he had any. Obviously, we don't know of any motive. There no. doesn't seem we, to be any. If we only did background checks when people. Uh, he did have injuries that appeared to be self-inflicted. So it looks like he stabbed himself a few times. Yeah. No, I'd like to know what uh, what his life was like up until that moment. But this is one of those stories that's probably going to disappear. Yes, because the people are going to be fine. They caught him and nobody died. And we're, we're never going to know uh, how he ended up at the hospital that day stabbing random doctors and nurses. All right. Steve Gregory's uh, going to come on next to talk about uh, Metro, the buses and subways of L.A. County and all the problems they've had with the security and incidents on the trains and buses. And he did a ride-along. He's going to talk next. John and Ken Show, Deborah Mark has the news, KFI AM 640. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. When it comes to a thriving career, everyone could use a little support, especially when it comes to transitions. At LHH, we're committed to personalized support, insights, and resources that lead to more job opportunities. No matter what role a professional has in your organization, our services offer an experience that fits each individual. And for organizations, LHH provides consultative support and guidance through the entire outplacement or career transition process. It's outplacement reimagined. Visit LHHtalent.com today. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.